While I was preparing this sermon, I was reading several commentaries on uh, the passages for today and came upon this quote in a commentary on the gospel passage that you just heard. Quote, We live in a world obsessed with status and power and consequently rife with political machinations. Most obvious in this regard may be the candidates for and holders of government office, who often try to make themselves look better than they actually are, and their opponents look worse than they actually are. Great quote. That passage is using, uh, written in 2009, using our modern-day context to try and explain something about Herod and the context of the passage we just heard, but it is clearly a a painfully accurate description of our current political process. The gospel passage this morning is a very odd passage. It begins with the Pharisees warning Jesus that Herod is trying to kill him. When before this have the Pharisees ever tried to help Jesus? That's not their game. Something else is going on. They, like Herod, are threatened by Jesus and are trying to get rid of him or at least get him out of the region that he's in with them. I want to say something about the historical and political context of this passage that is critical, I believe, to understanding it. The Herod in this passage is Herod Antipas, who is essentially the governor of Galilee and another region by authority of the Romans. So he rules over the, uh, the people of Israel in that area, basically as the leader of a collaboration government, and has killed John the Baptist. Pilate is the Roman authority over the entire Judean province, including uh, the area of Galilee, and including the city of Jerusalem, which is not part of Herod's area. So basically what you have set up here is sort of a state versus federal issue. So Herod is a governor of a state, as it were, and Pilate oversees the larger area. And we'll actually end up seeing this later as kind of a showdown during Jesus' trial, where uh, Herod and Pilate are each saying, you know, basically, oh, this is a state issue. No, this is a federal issue. No, this is your authority. No, that's your authority. Each trying to pass it off to the other. So there's the context, Herod and Pilate. But it gets even more interesting. Herod is the son of Herod the Great, who was the Herod that we know from Jesus' birth narrative, who was the king of the Judean area. At his death, there was a power struggle over authority in that region. And his son, Herod Antipas, from the passage today, was attempting to be named king. But Rome did not let him become king. Instead, they made him the tetrarch, meaning 
you'll get to rule one quarter of this area, and Pilate will be kind of the federal authority. So you're not going to be the king. You're just going to be the governor of this section. I'm going into all of this for the purpose of pointing out that this passage today shows us Jesus, the master of the political insult. Political insults are quite prominent in our own day, are they not? And uh, they can be quite disturbing, and they can also be really amusing, and sometimes insightful. In the passage today, we have Jesus insulting Herod by calling him a fox, because Herod had been denied being king. And the animal you would associate with a king is a lion. So calling Herod a fox is an insult to Herod's failed attempts to be the king. So here we have, uh, Jesus would do very well in our own political day, would he not? Also, the fox, of course, is this crafty, totally self-absorbed, self-interested animal out for itself, at least in a mythological sense. So the passage is saying that there is a fox in the hen house. Herod, the leader of this collaboration government, is the fox in the hen house in this region. But Jesus doesn't care and isn't worried about the threat of Herod because Jesus cared more about doing his work of healing than he did the threat from Herod. The passage then foreshadows Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, leaving the uh, authority of Herod and entering into the authority of Pilate. And of course, it also picks up on the resurrection on the third day. In this passage, Jesus uses the feminine metaphor of a hen for himself, describing himself as a mother protecting her children. This is very significant as a scriptural passage. Christian theology and worship are full of masculine and patriarchal language for the divine that are part of the legacy of empire going back to Constantine. And it was an issue for throughout Jewish history. The Old Testament uh, scholar, Walter Brueggemann, refers to it as royal consciousness, which is the notion that God's will is expressed through the apparatus of the state. And Jesus is making a direct critique of that in Israel and this metaphor that is carried through Scripture of Jesus as a mother hen, I think is also a critique of empire and of uh, patriarchy and the abuse of authority that we need to listen to, especially because... It has an aspect in our history as well. In the United States, 
it has been called manifest destiny, which is the notion that American-style democracy is God's will for our country and for the world. And it is the job of the United States to spread this form of government all over the world because it is God's will. And some of this exists in our own day, in our own political process. This does not mean that uh, the notion of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and some of the inspiration for our country is not an attempt to serve God. It does not meet, need, mean that individual politicians do not make decisions trying to serve the will of God in their lives. It does not mean that as a society we try to structure ourselves to serve God's will in our own community and the world. What it does mean is that anyone who claims that a particular form of government or a particular elected official or particular decisions by government are themselves a direct expression of God's will. And we see this on all sides, even to this day. And I think we just need to acknowledge that Jesus was opposed to that. And in this passage, Jesus is saying something about the corruption of temple Judaism. And so Jesus uses this metaphor of a mother hen. A hen that will protect the brood from the fox. It is a motherly lament that the people have been corrupted by power and fear rather than trusting in God and seeking the protection of the God of love and mercy. And this links us back to the Genesis reading and the creation of the covenant between God and Abram. And here we have Jesus, the mother hen, who will sacrifice himself once and for all to restore the broken covenant. So moving then from the political and biblical to the personal, how do we bring this passage into our own lives? My, my mom is visiting uh, today. She's here today. Hi, mom. And uh, in her honor, or I, it might embarrass her because I didn't tell her I was going to tell this story, but... Uh, it's, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission, right? Because God is always merciful. But uh, I want to tell what is, for me, my most important mother hen story. Hopefully I won't cry. Um, when I was a teen, I went through a very, very difficult time in my life and was depressed and, uh, and suicidal, uh, really suicidal. And I had figured out uh, there's a road in Salt Lake City that goes along the Wasatch Mountains. I don't think it's there anymore, but it didn't really have a, a barrier. And I'd figured out a spot where you could launch a car off uh, the edge of that road. And, uh, and that's how I was going to kill myself. I don't remember all the details of what transpired that day. But I know I was having some interaction with my mom and all sorts of stuff was going on. And I decided that I was, that was it. I was done. I was going to go kill myself. So I marched out of the house 
got in my car. Ironically, I remember now that the first thing I did was put on my seatbelt. Because, <laughs> you know, you, don't <laughs> you do not want to get injured on the way to killing yourself. And I pulled out of the driveway onto our street with my mom running out of the house chasing me. And she got down on the road and wrapped herself around the front tire of the car and wouldn't move until I agreed to get out of the car. So there she was. There was no way, there was nothing I could, I wanted to kill myself, but I, despite our issues, I did not want to kill my mom. <laughs> so, uh, so I got out of the car. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Jesus' motherly love for us is that fierce, that sacrificial, that determined. Jesus' love for us will not let go. The sheltering and protecting wing of God is there for us if we will trust and take refuge in it. Sometimes in our lives we play the fox, chasing after power and status for ourselves, when we really should be learning from the hen about how to heal and protect others. The message of this gospel is quite simple. Don't be the fox. Be the brood. Where in your own life have you not been willing to be gathered by Jesus the hen? In what ways have you been gathered together by Christ? When we trust in the love of Jesus that will not let go, the fox loses its power. And then we can truly say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord.